Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we stop, we talk, and discuss three games. No topic, no specific listing, whatever three games our guests would like to discuss. And kind of maybe there's a theme, maybe there's not. We'll see where it goes. I'm Dan Tucker. With me, as always, El Ray. Hey, everybody. Uh, tonight, we've got a very special guest. Uh, this person is multi-talented probably has the most titles so far of anyone we had this is a game designer musician narrative designer photographer writer she is a student at the university of miami in ohio has designed rpg games has worked on several different platforms does youtube does twitch 60 second game reviews this is c3.gg slash sammy sig just sammy say hi to everybody Hello, hello. I'm thrilled to be here. Sometimes I forget how long my uh, introduction thing is. I typed it up for my portfolio and it just, oh boy, it is a lot. Oh, I've, I mean, we're happy to have you here. And I, I did. I looked up your portfolio. I went through it. And I said, wow, look at this. This is so cool. There's, you know, studying to do game design and all this stuff. And as far as I'm concerned, for anyone that doesn't know, Sammy is one of Joel's students that's in the uh site with us as far as i'm concerned sammy is the premier student of channel three because i always see sammy live using the go live feature streaming games and we're going to talk about those games and i'm following if you're not following sammy on twitch you need to do that you know i'm already saying it right now as another teacher sammy should be receiving an a in joel's class i'm going to put that out there right now so he hears it in a week or so that's that, i mean it's clear to me I can't, cut, with all that. I, can't, I can't cut that out of this. I got to leave it in. So there it is. But with all that, we are going to start with our three games. And the first one, again, here's a new game. I love it because it's a game we have not talked about yet. Has a 4.0 rating on Channel 3. Uh, it was a game that Sammy memed. And I, I am the side of the meme that says this is a really cute looking game. It's very colorful. That's Slime Rancher 2. Please. Tell us about the deep emotional lore that is Slime Ranchers. All right. So <laughs> I, I immediately fell in love with Slime Rancher 2. Like when I saw all of the um, the artwork for it and the design for it. But the best part for, for me was that they continued the story from Slime Rancher 1, which granted you can play the whole game without ever, you know, learning about the lore or anything like that. But it's actually a really sweet story between B and one of her, I guess, significant other, I guess would probably be the proper word, Casey, who stayed back on Earth while B went to, you know, outer space. And the ending has like a super sweet song and everything. And not going to say I cried, but I totally did cry at the end of it. And so seeing Slime Rancher 2 continue a little bit of that story, like with B going on to continue adventuring and all that cool stuff, just... I fell in love with that. And then seeing the actual artwork of the game, I made a, a compilation in my 60 second review of me just saying it's so pretty. Cause I think I said it like 30 times on stream, <laughs> just absolutely adore it. Everything about it. It's fantastic. So with it being an open world game, is it something you kind of just go back to from time to time, you turn it on and play kind of mess around and keep farming with it? Or is it something that you play once and you, you finish up with it? I tend to like, to me, it's a lot like animal crossing where you get obsessed with it for like a week or a month and then it kind of sits for a little bit and then you go back to being obsessed with it. So it's just every once in a while, go back into it, spend, you know, 20 hours playing it and then it'll sit for another 20 hours. 
unfortunately. Oh, do you have a? So again, I'm new to this game. Do you have a like a best or a favorite slime that you that you brought up? Oh gosh, I am so the whole one of the big gimmicks in Slime Rancher is that you can create largos, which are combinations of two slimes. And my favorite are the boom slimes mixed with the honey slimes because they're extremely cute, but they also explode, which is really awesome. Like they they stay fine. Like the exploding doesn't kill them, but it's just I don't know. They're super cute and dangerous, so I love them. Cute and dangerous, Dan. I think that's the perfect segue for you to take over with our second game. I like how we're going from just these the sunshiny, colorful vibes. And let's go talk about game two, where we're going to discuss Dead by Daylight, 3.9 rated. Sammy, I'm, I'm going to pull up your review because it's accurate. I, I have a friend who goes by Bendokin Queen, who this is her go-to game to play. And your review was either the greatest game ever or the most frustrating experience of your life. Either way, it's a good one. So tell us about Dead by Daylight. How'd that end up on the list here? Yeah, no, um, I actually got into playing Dead by Daylight from my friend who used to play it all the time on PS4. I'd go over and I'd watch him play and he made me go through the tutorials. I just, for some reason, fell in love with the game. It wasn't my style at the time, but now I've fallen like just totally deep into the horror genre for things. In regards with my review, I do believe that that's still extremely accurate. I um, ended up joining our club team for it and we either do really, really good or get absolutely destroyed in the beginning. And there's no in between, but we still have fun with it. So wait, now now you caught my attention. I had some other thoughts about things I wanted to ask. Tell me about how the club team works. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so so at Miami, we have our varsity esports team, which goes and plays competitively against other colleges and like leagues and stuff. And then we also have the esports club, which has a ton more games. And recently we just started the Dead by Daylight team. And me, my friend Logan, there's another Sammy, a bunch of us have joined it and we're, this is our first year doing it. So we're still trying to figure out where we can go compete and do those sorts of things. But we have practices once a week. We get tips from, we have a couple of players that were like really high up in the ranks. They're really knowledgeable about the game and it's super fun to learn about. Right. I, I warned Sammy before we started, I am already ancient by comparison. And now I definitely know I was born in the wrong time that I've, I've I missed out on these I, kinds of things. I feel the same way all the time. We, I mean, I had some gaming club stuff, but nothing, nothing this official or anything. I was, I was born about ten to fifteen years too soon, basically. So, so, Sammy, killer or survivor? What's your preference? Survivor. I'm a absolute. Can, can I cuss? Uh, I will, I'll, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna censor it. You can't go ahead. It's kind of funny when you have the censor beep in. Hey, go, go for it. Okay. I am absolute dog at killer. I cannot <laughs> play killer and save my life. That's not so bad. I, that, you know what? That's not, that's not the sentence I expected to come out next. So it makes it even better. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. No, so Survivor. Survivor all the way. I almost exclusively play David King, too, as a survivor. But no, I can't do killer. I played one game on stream and it went terrible. So that's what I was going to ask. So what are your go-to characters then? So so survivor-wise, so what's the benefit, you know, of of one character versus the other? What's your what's your preference there? So, like I mentioned, I play a lot of David Keane. I've dumped all of my like uh in-game currency on him. <laughs> and there's really not a super big difference between the survivors. They all come with their own three unique perks, but you can get those unlocked on all the other ones through just leveling up. I guess uh I actually don't know why I got so attached to David. I just, he was the first survivor I played, so I just stuck with it. I'll say he has like darker hair, so maybe he blends in a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe something like that. 
See, I only watch a lot of this from the outside. It's it's a game I've had a tougher time with because anytime I get matched up in that game, I basically get matched with three what I assume are hamsters trying to test out controllers in a lab somewhere as the other survivors just kind of wander. They don't do anything, nothing at all useful, helpful. They just go and get killed and, and do no rescuing. So it's, it's always tough for me. The only thing I see is like, what, what the controversy around Wesker, it seemed like, uh, was a, a big one that got everybody really angry and upset for a while there. And there's certain killers, it seems like, really upset people. Yeah, no, Wesker was um, a bit broken when he came out because he can do um, like two lunges in a row, but he can also jump over things when he does that, which is usually only a thing a survivor can do. And so it's, it's terrifying when like, you know, you jump over something, you think you're safe and then you just see Wesker barreling over top of it towards you yeah less than ideal in that circumstance so fair enough yeah yeah and i gotta recognize your meme work too you've got a few memes uh, you know ray mentioned early on here uh certainly very active in the channel three community uh dead by daylight's gotten gotten a few of the meme actions there uh friendly befriending the nurse and uh you know get get all sorts of stuff in there is is this your highest memed game Given the fact that I've probably only ever created five means in my life, <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> you're, you're five for five. Professor Joel's happy. That's the important part. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It, oh, my gosh. No. When he, he messaged me after I created the one about him and said that he actually showed it to his family and whatnot, I'm like that, that made my day. That absolutely made my day. Yeah, that that ended up in every side chat, I think, available. Uh, that, that one <laughs> made everybody giddy. Oh, love that. Again, He's born in the wrong time. Great professor. I, I, I did not have meme homework. What was the deal? I've never, I've never had a meme homework in my life. Yeah. Hey, neither did I until I took his class. So here we are. All right, let's move on to game three. We stray further from the light of Slime Rancher 2. We move into Resident Evil 2 Remake. You know what? We don't have uh, the remake actually separately in the library right now on Channel 3. The original is a 4.4. I dare say probably a little low, but talk to us about how that one ended up on the list here. Yeah, um... So Resident Evil 2 was actually the first horror game that I ever properly played. And I just, I fell in love with it. The fact that you can play through two different storylines, like I absolutely adored that. And I was never like really good at like the Resident Evil types of games. But for some reason, something about the second game just clicks with me and I can actually play it. And I ended up completing both storylines, both runs, like on my own, totally on standard difficulty, which for me is a big thing. When you say you played it originally, did you mean the original PlayStation version with the uh, third person, they call it the tank view, I think? Or are you talking the remake itself for the over the shoulder view? The remake itself. Oh, I unfortunately didn't get to play any of the, uh, the original ones. I actually didn't get into gaming until like two years before I went to college. Yeah, well, you didn't miss anything because Resident Evil 2, to your point, like the two storylines were great. It, it's fun playing through both of them, especially. I was not good at the original versions, like third person view, you turn the corner, you got to remember left is their left. It's, it's all sorts of weird. So when you get this over the shoulder perspective, it, you know, it's my favorite update of the, uh, the remake in particular outside of just making it look clean and, and look clear, but definitely a huge improvement for the game. And they, they kind of kept everything. They didn't really change anything uh, outside of that. They really just made it cleaner to play. Yeah, no, from from what I've seen of the original Resident Evil 2, it looks like, you know, you're right on with that. They just kind of cleaned it up a little bit. And the the remake, like, even though it's unfortunately like the PS4 now is going to technically be old because the PS5 is out, it, it still holds up and it's absolutely amazing, in my opinion. 
Yeah, the Resident Evil 2 original 2 was on the 64, which is just notorious for very odd camera angle choices. But that just might be a graphics thing at the time, too. That that sixty four port yeah. was awful too. Just sort of like there, there. That was well, a bad decision. The to get it worse. That's oh, the no. one I played. Yeah, no. My friend has the, the first Resident Evil game, the original original one, like ported onto his PlayStation, and it was a trip trying to play that. It was very interesting. With that, we move on to our honorable mentions list, which are one of three games that we still needed to talk about, even though they weren't in the top three. And the first one. Uh, is Overwatch. Now, it's, I have Overwatch here, so I don't know if you want to talk about the first or the second or both, or if there's any real difference from the two. So whatever way you want to go about this, go ahead. So, okay, so I played the original Overwatch a lot. That was like my first first-person shooter, the thing that got me into video games. I absolutely adored it. But actually, when I applied to Miami, I was going to try to make, like, try out for our Overwatch team because I was only, I was mid-plat, and their cutoff was Diamond. I'm like, oh, I can do that. I can, you know, grind my way up there. So it was like the first game that I really poured myself into. Overwatch 2 makes me mad, but it's, it's fine. I, I think Overwatch 1 was better, in my opinion. Ooh, tell us. Tell us why. Why is Overwatch better than the free-to-play Overwatch 2? <laughs> As Okay, so I was a support and tank main, and to see them get rid of a tank role just broke my heart. Mm. 5v5 is, ugh, I don't know. I don't like it as much. And... A lot of the, I mean, Overwatch 1 was honestly, it was going a little bit downhill. And I, they were going to try to fix everything with Overwatch 2, but I just don't think they've done it quite right. So do you think Overwatch 2 is enough of a different game that it's like it's different than Overwatch 1? Because some people have said this, it seems like an update, whether or not it's a good or bad update, but it doesn't feel like a new game. Uh, what do you think of it? I, I can see that take on it. It's kind of in that in-between area. It's not quite a new game, but there's a lot of changes that they made. It makes it like definitely different. Is it easier or harder than Overwatch? In the few games that I've played, it seems to be a little bit more difficult, but I also don't know if that's because I didn't touch Overwatch for two months. All right, then one more question. Then who, who's your main? Because you said you did tank support. What was what were the characters that you would go to? All right, if I was support, 100% Lucio all the way. Loved playing him. Uh, tank, Diva and Zarya. All right, your second honorable mention. We're going to Mario Kart Wii, 4.5 rating. And, and let's talk about Mario Kart Wii. Why the Wii specifically? What brought this one up in the batch? All right. So I don't know if this is common knowledge or not, but there's actually been a really amazing mod that came out for Mario Kart Wii called CTGP. And they revamped it. They made it so you can play online again. And then they also have over 200 custom tracks added onto it. So they got all of the like original like um, retro tracks from the older games that you can now play on Wii. And it's just makes the game super amazing. So what's your go-to course then? What's what's the course that you're uh, that you want to drag out here? Is it is it from the Wii itself or is it just from the collection in general? I always have loved Bowser's Castle 3. I believe that was that I think that's a retro track technically. I don't think that's a Wii specific track. I have not played in a while, so my knowledge might be a little bit rusty. But I always loved that one. So my other question, so with the Wii, so all right, so it's good to understand that CTGP, not one I'm familiar with, looked at it just now, and uh, that's an interesting, they, they brought it back to life. Nintendo, I'm amazed, has not sent a team of lawyers after it to hunt it down and to <laughs> every end of the earth. Gonna, 
I was the same thing because I googled yeah. it too. I was like, "There is no way." Like, how how does Nintendo not know about this or letting it happen? Right now? Send the Fun Police. That's what Nintendo is looking yeah. to do right now. Fortunately, I don't think we're going to hear this. The Fun Police will be waiting so we can continue to have fun in this realm before Nintendo comes to stop us. Oh yeah, and actually, uh, part part of it too is with Mario Kart Wii. Like, I got really into time traveling with it. And I actually got to talk to, for another esports class, I got to talk to Enemied, who is, gosh, he was like top three on a bunch of tracks worldwide. He's top 10 on like four right now or something crazy like that. Really good time trialer. And I actually got to interview him for a project, which was super, super fun. So I got to ask, motion controls or no motion controls then since you're playing the Wii? It's a time trialer. There's no way we're using motion controls. Uh, actually, you're incorrect there. I am a Wii wearer. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately, without the shell. Out the shell. Wow, that's like playing on extra hard. I needed the oh, wheel. That's, that's dangerous, right? Just there. my big goofy hands needed the wheel. Yeah, no, I because I tried to move over to like Wemo and Nunchuck because that's how a lot of people play. And it just I just have motion controls ingrained in my brain because I played it ever since it came out. And you know, like little childhood me didn't know what I was doing, just trying to race around the racetrack. But unfortunately now I have that muscle memory and I can't change it. <laughs> All right. See, now I'm gonna call something out right there. That there's a that is a time. That's an age difference right there. Because I have a brother who is much closer in age to Sammy than we are. Because Sammy said, you know, everybody plays with Wiimote and Nunchuck, which is hilarious. Because that's how my brother would play stuff too. He plays Super Smash Bros. with Wiimote and Nunchuck. And I was like, no, no, no. If you everybody my age plays with a GameCube controller, you put it in there. I mean, that is, that's just so funny. Because my brother would would have the same exact answer. Everybody plays with a Wiimote and a Nunchuck. Oh yeah. That was. No, there's, I think I think Enmeet actually uses the GameCube controller. A couple other big ones use the Wii Pro controller. And then everybody else is Wiimote Nunchuck. Occasionally, actually, so cool. weird, weird little bit of knowledge. The glitch record for Mushroom Gorge is actually held with a like Wiimote. Like that's the controller that holds the record because it has more, what is it? range of motion and so you're able to actually okay. perform the glitch quicker and more efficient ray contact basic immediately and see if you can find that say, for the we, switch we, right i was gonna say we are getting we're getting past my knowledge level here with these technicalities <laughs> and the card stuff i'm gonna have to call basic and check all this out yeah Sa- sammy we we attend the church of basic he's our time trial expert uh in our uh, our other gaming group and you'll see them pop in and out on uh channel three especially when a mario kart or any kind of time trial appears basic will sniff it out get a notification and pop on over uh and basic has hated mushroom gorge hated it <laughs> Since it arrived on the Switch. So this is re- this is cracking me up even more to hear, knowing he's fuming somewhere over that course. Oh, yeah. No, it's hilarious. I'm actually looking at it right now, and I think top 23 times for it on the Wii version are all Wii Wheel motion controls, which is I gotta, terrifying. I, I have to watch some videos now because this is, this is blowing my mind. <laughs> well, we're going to move now to the future game, game that Sammy is looking forward to. And again, no surprise, it's a, it's a good theme here of games. We're going to go with Resident Evil 4 Remake. So I guess, you know, what are you looking forward to? Why do you love 4? What do you think is going to happen in the remake? How are they going to do it? All right. So one of my favorite themes with Resident Evil 2 was getting to play as Leon. I loved him as a character. So seeing him come back in Resident Evil 4 in the remake was really exciting. I also like watching the, the gameplay trailer and the story trailer. Like, it just looks amazing like they add in a lot of new uh, mechanics and stuff like you can actually break free from the zombies instead of like automatically taking damage which looks mm-hmm. really cool 
And just, I read up a little bit about the plot on like Wikipedia just to get an idea because once again, I never played the original because <laughs> suffer from being young. But it looks like it just is a very interesting new take on some of the, I guess not new, but different take on the Resident Evil storyline. Yeah, four is the one where they kind of veer away from the zombies. That was the one where they, they go into the village and you start getting some of the other stuff happening where it was kind of shocking to me at the time. I'm not the biggest Resident Evil expert or fan. Again, two is where that series peaked for me. And three, I just didn't like it. And then by the time it got to four, I, I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. So it just surprised me with how beloved four was at the time. And people are really excited for the remake here. I'm very interested to see where it goes. May have to take a, a run at that one again. Uh, now that we live in a post Resident Evil four world and understand it's not just the zombie game anymore. Yeah, no, it definitely looks like it's going to be interesting. The whole cult stuff looks like an interesting take. All right, Sammy. So one thing we do through the course of the podcast is we take a quest or a question from the history of channel three and we pick it and we, we surprise you and get a little something interesting to discuss. The quest that we have picked for you is asking, what's the most unique item in your gaming collection? Oh, boy. So is this just like anything that I have just like that's. Yeah, like what's the thing that stands out to you? It doesn't have to be like you're the only person. So it's funny because there's one person who in Channel 3 won like a, a mail-in or time trial or something. And they got like a golden GameCube, one of a kind, like controller mailed to them by Nintendo. It doesn't have to be that. My example was like mm -hmm. I shared I have I have a shelf dedicated to Smash Brothers on my on my uh, bookshelf here to the side of me even. And I've got like the Japanese version of Smash Brothers as well as like every iteration. That was that was my response. Just something, you know, unique to you or, or kind of stands out, uh, sticks out to you. Okay. Probably for me is going to be the amount of Pokemon plushies that I have for somebody who has only ever played one Pokemon game. I mean, you guys can see it now because I have my camera on, but I have an Eevee plushie up here. And then I have like two more out in my living room and then another one in my bedroom, like all, all sorts of different Pokemon. I have a Cyndaquil, all sorts of stuff. But like I've only ever played one Pokemon game. I don't know why I'm collecting Pokemon stuff. So I got to call this out because Ray, you know, I, we were joking before about having the two monitor situation. And I, I, I'm looking at my notes and looking at the camera. So it looks like I'm making more eye contact as we all kind of <laughs> chat with each other. Had I paid more attention, Sammy, I would have seen the giant context clue about the Wii conversation on that shelf there. <laughs> oh, there's a wheel. Oh, there's a wheel. This yeah, is, I <laughs> what a what a callback <laughs> to the earlier conversation here. Evie is snuggling the Wii wheel in the background uh, <laughs> here. Oh yeah, and then there's a tracer plushie next to them. Oh yeah, my little for my streaming background. It's kind of sad at the moment. I'm gonna get a picture up here at some point listen you can't even see right now uh ray and i both use the same just generic green screen type of background uh, i just have isabel's office as mine but otherwise you just see a step stool and an open access panel in my ceiling where uh, i had to replace it <laughs> so that, that's why you don't have that you don't need to see my replacing access panel work taking place in my basement right now it's all good and unfortunately i'm a broke college student i can't afford to buy a green screen yet <laughs> maybe one day oh my green screen is a from five below, it was five dollars. Oh, and it nice. attaches to it. You would just hook it to the back of your chair and fold it up. Oh, I love that. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. We stream, we stream on a budget over here. <laughs> Heck yeah. It's all good. All right. So we are down to the final question, which is very simple. What is your favorite feature on channel three? It does not have to actually be some technological aspect of it, just your favorite part of channel three so far in your time here. 
All right. I think actually we've talked about this a little bit earlier, but the fact that when you're streaming, you have this go live feature and it throws it up at the top of everybody's feed and you can see like all the people that are going live. Like, I think I followed like six, seven new accounts from that that like stream awesome content. I just think it's a super good way to like offer that sort of, I don't want to say like marketing, but get yourself out there without like throwing it in everybody's faces. Like, hey, pay attention to this right this second. It's, you're, you're absolutely right. It's not intrusive, but it's there. I'm like, oh, look at that. There's a red little dot. Let me click and see what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. That's basically how you ended up here, right? You're you're a very active person on there, and that's how I found your stream. I had no idea you, know, you, you were one of Professor Joel's students, as I, again, emphasize the Professor Joel uh, of this conversation as I say that. But, you know, you're just, you're just active on there, and, and that's how I find more. I, like, I, I follow so many people on Twitch because I'll follow whoever I can. I lurk whenever humanly possible. Same thing with, with your stream. I'll just pull up a stream if I see it's live and just leave it running to, to try and drive some uh, some points in the old Twitch world over there. But, uh, you know, you, you actively use that feature, and I, I try to point out, like, hey, it works. Oh, yeah, no, I really appreciate it. I love, like... You know, whenever I'm streaming to see like that little message in, hey, the, you know, Channel 3 Go Live feature worked again. I'm like, yes, heck yeah, we love that. Yeah, that was Dan's way of saying he's always watching. Dan's always watching everyone at all oh, yeah. times. Just, well, my, my, I, I don't know how his computer doesn't explode. because I'm sure he's watching every Twitch team at the same time. Ray, it. you know better, Ray, you know better than anybody that the old man in me coming yeah. out right now is it's not generally on my computer. I will leave somebody running on my computer at night. You know, it's on my phone. And yeah, it is on. That's that's right. It is on your phone. I don't know how your phone hasn't exploded. But my favorite thing to always tell anybody is like, you know, because I, I joined Channel 3 and it's like was very connected with the dad gaming. And so when I describe it to people, I'm like, yeah, you know, like there's a bunch of and I mean this in like the I thrill oh about like Buc there's a bunch of buckle dads up, Ray, there. Buckle up. <laughs> no, like it's like the dad social media. I'm like, there's so many dads there and they're all super nice. I'm like, I have this army of dads who are like adopted me, which is like hilarious and amazing. I always love like explaining that to people. And it's Sam. I don't know. <laughs> Sammy Singh, the official child of Channel Three. <laughs> oh my God! And with that, right there, it's been a fun seven-episode run, Ray. Thanks for ending it. <laughs> yeah, no, we've. This is Sammy Singh is the official. I like. I've called it. This is it. Channel Three's Miami students is Sammy Singh. And with that note, that's where we're gonna close this one right here. <laughs> With our guest again at c3.gg slash Sammy Sig. You can find Sammy on Twitch, find on YouTube, find all the links there, c3.gg. You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast. We drop these every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to listen to it. I am El Ray. Dan Tucker puts all this together. Sammy Sig was our guest tonight. Have a good day, everybody.